episode 34. Hermione looked down at her hardly touched plate of food, then put her knife and fork down upon it and pushed it away from her. Oh, come on, Hermione, said Ron, accidentally spraying Harry with bits of Yorkshire pudding. Oops, sorry, Harry. He swallowed. You won't get them sick leave by starving yourself. Slave labor, said Hermione, <laughs> breathing hard through her nose. That's what made this dinner. Slave labor. And she refused to eat another bite. The rain was still drumming heavily against the high, dark windows. Another clap of thunder shook the windows and the stormy ceiling flashed, illuminating the golden plates as the remains of the first course vanished and were replaced instantly with desserts. Draco Tartamine, said Ron, deliberately wafting its smell toward her. Spotted Dick, look! Chocolate gateau! But Hermione gave him a look so reminiscent of Professor McGonagall that he gave up. When the desserts, too, had been demolished and the last crumbs had faded off the plates, leaving them sparkling clean, Albus Dumbledore got to his feet again. The buzz of chatter filling the hall ceased almost at once, so that only the howling wind and pounding rain could be heard. So, said Dumbledore, smiling around at them all, now that we are all fed and watered, <laughs> said Hermione, I must once more ask for your attention while I give out a few notices. Mr. Filch, the caretaker, has asked me to tell you that the list of objects forbidden inside the castle has this year been extended to include screaming yo-yos, fanged frisbees, and ever-bashing boomerangs. The full list comprises some 437 items, I believe, and can be viewed in Mr. Filch's office, if anybody would like to check it. The corners of Dumbledore's mouth twitched. He continued, As ever... I would like to remind you all that the forest in the grounds is out of bounds to students, as is the village of Hogsmeade to all below thirty year. It is also my painful duty to inform you that the Interhouse Quidditch Cup will not take place this year. What? Harry gasped. He looked around at Fred and George, his fellow members of the Quidditch team, they were mouthing soundlessly at Dumbledore, apparently too appalled to speak. Dumbledore continued, This is due to an event that will be starting in October and continuing throughout the school year, taking up much of the teacher's time and energy. But I am sure you will all enjoy it immensely, I have great pleasure in announcing that this year at Hogwarts. But at that moment, there was a deafening rumble of thunder and the doors of the great hall banged open. A man stood in the doorway, leaning upon a long staff, shrouded in a black traveling cloak.
Every head in the great hall swiveled toward the stranger, suddenly brightly illuminated by a fork of lightning that flashed across the ceiling. He lowered his hood, shook out a long mane of grizzled, dark gray hair, then began to walk up toward the teacher's table. A dull clunk echoed through the hall on his every other step. He reached the end of the top table, turned right and limped heavily towards Dumbledore. Another flash of lightning crossed the ceiling. <gasps> Hermione gasped. The lightning had thrown the man's face into sharp relief, and it was a face unlike any Harry had ever seen. It looked as though it had been carved out of weathered wood by someone who had only the vaguest idea of what human faces were supposed to look like, and was none too skilled with a chisel. Every inch of skin seemed to be scarred. The mouth looked like a diagonal gash, and a large chunk of the nose was missing. But it was the man's eyes that made him frightening. One of them was small, dark, and beady. The other was large, round as a coin, and a vivid electric blue. The blue eye was moving ceaselessly, without blinking, and was rolling up, down, from side to side, quite independently of the normal eye. And then it rolled right over, pointing into the back of the man's head, so that all they could see was whiteness. The stranger reached Dumbledore. He stretched out a hand that was as badly scarred at his face, and Dumbledore shook it muttering words Harry couldn't hear. He seemed to be making some inquiry of the stranger, who shook his head unsmilingly and replied in an undertone. Dumbledore nodded and gestured the man to an empty seat on his right-hand side. The stranger sat down, shook his mane of dark gray hair out of his face, pulled a plate of sausages toward him, raised it to what was left of his nose and <laughs> sniffed it. He then took a small knife out of his pocket, speared a sausage on the end of it, and began to eat. His normal eye was fixed upon the sausages, but the blue eye was still darting recklessly around in its socket, taking in the hall and the students. "'May I introduce our new defense against the dark arts teacher,' said Dumbledore brightly into the silence, "'Professor Moody.' It was usual for new staff members to be greeted with applause, but none of the staff or students clapped except Dumbledore and Hagrid. Both put their hands together and applauded, but the sound echoed dismally into the silence, and they stopped fairly quickly. Everyone else seemed too transfixed by Moody's bizarre appearance to do more than stare at him. "'Moody?' Harry muttered to Ron. "'Mad-Eye Moody?' The one your dad went to help this morning? Must be, said Ron in a low, awed voice. What happened to him? Hermione whispered. What happened to his face? Dunno, Ron whispered back, watching Moody with fascination. Moody seemed totally indifferent to his less than warm welcome. Ignoring the jug of pumpkin juice in front of him, he reached again into his traveling cloak pulled out a hip flask and took a long draft from it. 
As he lifted his arm to drink, his cloak was pulled a few inches from the ground, and Harry saw, below the table, several inches of a carved wooden leg ending in a clawed foot. Dumbledore cleared his throat again. As I was saying, he said, smiling at the sea of students before him, all of whom were still gazing transfixed at Mad-Eye Moody, we are to have the honor of hosting a very exciting event over the coming months, an event which has not been held for over a century. It is my very great pleasure to inform you that the Triwizard Tournament will be taking place at Hogwarts this year. You're joking, said Fred Weasley loudly. The tension that had filled the hall ever since Moody's arrival suddenly broke. Nearly everyone laughed, and Dumbledore chuckled appreciatively. I am not joking, Mr. Weasley, he said, though now you mention it, I did hear an excellent one over the summer about a troll, a hag, and a leprechaun who all go into a bar, Professor McGonagall cleared her throat loudly. <clears throat> ah, but maybe this is not the time. No, said Dumbledore. Where was I? Ah, yes, the Triwizard Tournament. Well, some of you will not know what this tournament involves, so I hope those who do know will forgive me for giving a short explanation and allow their attention to wander freely. The Triwizard Tournament was first established some 700 years ago as a friendly competition between the three largest European schools of wizardry, Hogwarts, Beaubetons, and Durmstrang. 